Wow, we're in studio today. This is nice. I haven't seen you both in so long. I know. It's been it's it's been infrequently over the last three years. Yeah. It's, it's wild how that time has passed and yeah. how we just a- adapted to doing everything remotely. But being in person is so great. And look, I I thought I'd surprise you with it, but you notice anything different about me? Uh it's hard to see because uh, we're just so used to seeing you on Zoom. I don't really have... Did you get a haircut or something? Uh, look a little closer. New shirt? Well, there's something new about me. Um, I got remastered. What? This is Weiger remastered. What does that mean? Everything's better. <laughs> I'm higher resolution. Huh. I'm more precise with my word choice. Who who remastered you? I have so many questions. Uh-huh. Like okay, I can't. Hey, like, ask I, like, away. I'm excited like to I, talk I, about I, it. I have a book of questions. Uh-huh. Who remastered you? Well, there's all sorts of places that do remastering. Oh, these is that days. so? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of studios that have just kind of set or started focusing on remastering exclusively, and, and you went that into there. Did they come to? You, did they approach you, or did you go to them? So I went to them. Uh, it's, it's actually more like I went to him. Uh, it was one guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and he specializes in remastering, you know, men. So I was like, okay, yeah, hey, I'm a dude. Go ahead and remaster me. It's okay. You Here's the thing. You look like shit, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. But this is a... Uh, we got ourselves a Grand Theft Auto with a trilogy on our hands here. This is bad. <laughs> Look, my budget wasn't super high. I put a lot of it on my credit cards. <laughs> what physical, what was the process by which you were remastered? Um, so I was unconscious for a lot of it, oh. but his office had like a belt sander <laughs> and uh, some varnish. So this is like a craftsman. Yeah, it was real. Like I'm in a lot of pain still. <laughs> I, Nick, I don't want to be this person, uh-huh. but I have to be this person and say I think you got ripped off, and you're you need to go to a hospital. You guys, you think I got bad chrome? Chrome? Did that Ripper Doc give me bad chrome? Oh, no. Am no. I gonna turn into a cyber psycho? Oh, God. Uh, maybe I don't know. We Nick. gotta. We gotta get you to a hospital now. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah. If he if he was using a belt sander on you and lacquer thinner, then you gotta you 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 have you, you gotta go to a doctor immediately. And I paid a surcharge for penis too. What? Oh god. <laughs> has has something happened to your penis? I can't believe I'm asking this on the show. Is are you okay? L- let me just say uh there's some extra chrome down there too. <laughs> Yuck. What's old is new again, but is it still old again? Well, we discuss all things remake in Remasterpiece Theater this week on Get Played.
to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. Wow, that's me, Nick Weiger, along with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. We're in the studio. We are in studio. We're in person. We are IRL. Wow. I I have to look at their faces. (laughs) I had to put pants on. (laughs) Wait, you're in the studio all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is awkward for me um because i i it's so infrequently that i'm in person for anything now interesting uh i'm you know i work on zoom i i'm alone all day long (laughs) (laughs) i I, so like it's it's this is i i'm a little i'm i'm a little tense a little anxious and if that comes through in my voice then then you i think you the listener get a sense of what i'm personally going through Mm, right Mm. That's the energy you want if you're listening to a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I sense that the host is having a bad time. <laughs> I, I like it's, it's it's wonderful to see you both in person. This oh, yeah. isn't the only time we've seen each other in person in recent years, but it's become infrequent. What yes. was once a regular weekly occurrence? I know we used to <laughs> eat the earwolf snacks. Yeah, now we're eating <laughs> the same snacks. <laughs> But in a different building. In a different, it, with a nice view of the cement mixer. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's a good looking cement mixer. Yeah. If you're in the, if you're in LA proper, you can probably figure you out the know intersection. what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm used to like the sound of somebody speaking and their mouth flap being slightly desynced. I could do yes. that. Just yeah. a little bit. Just a, so if you yeah. guys could, could like, I don't know, generate that effect for me in person, it would be great. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Apodaca just de- demoed it. It was great. I felt comfortable immediately. You probably heard my <laughs> lips going. <laughs> and these very sensitive mics. Very sensitive Very sensitive. Very sensitive they were yeah. telling me their feelings earlier. Yeah, this is a thing. These mics are Zoomers. Yeah. They're fucking sensitive. Yeah. I know. They never, they have soft hands. Yeah. They never worked a hard day's work in their life. No. Look. And they just want stuff. They don't want to work. They don't want to work anymore. Yeah. Oh, I gotta, I gotta be in the podcast studio. Uh, yeah, you, I, 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 my generation would kill to I, have this be what I do for a living. I be just want to eat ass all day. <laughs> Shut up. Go get a job. I saw a great uh, critique of why millennials and Gen Zers aren't drifting towards the conservative side of like the political spectrum. Mm, they yeah. read. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was also that conservatism is a uh, an attempt to conserve the money and property and everything that you've already achieved. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, I don't want to get taxed. I don't want this to be taken away from me. Yeah. Like you have that se- that right. sense. But millennials and Gen Zers don't have anything. Yeah. So there's nothing to conserve. Yeah. Like, like tax no- my little ass. Yeah, if like, I care. Go ahead. I have nothing. <laughs> what are you going to take from me? Nothing. I was like, huh, okay. You're renting everything, including your like content. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't like very like there's very little content that people owe, owe uh, you know own anymore. It used to be like, hey, I got my library, I got my record collection, yeah, I got my my DVD shelf. Now it's like I get subscription services to all these different platforms, and they might arbitrarily take something down at some point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you, the listeners, should demand the return of Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone Yes, to Paramount+. Plus. They delisted The Twilight Zone? Yeah, they did. <laughs> a huge property. Wow. They're taking, net, uh, Netflix is taking Arrested Development off. It's like, they spent all that money. But yeah, you know. it, it's baffling. I mean, I understand. Westworld, you can't watch it anywhere. Why they're doing it, uh-huh. which is that they want money. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, but as a person who also wants money, it was a bummer to be like, oh, well, I guess I'll never get a check for that ever again. Yeah. And by check for that, I mean like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Hey, a hundred dollars on the sneeze at. No, if you handed me a hundred dollars right now, I'd be like, this is the, this is fucking huge. No, I'd fucking <laughs> sneeze at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's an interesting I mean, it's 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 be- look. Uh, we're coming up on a key negotiating period for, and podcasting is not a part of this. But you know, just just we've all kind of worked in Hollywood in various capacities, in the entertainment industry. We're coming up on a contract deadline for the three major unions. Well, I mean, the, the, excluding IATSE, uh, you know, three of the four major unions in Hollywood: uh, DGA, the Directors Guild; WGA, the Writers Guild; and SAG-AFTRA. And that they all kind of converge at the same point. There's some coordination between the unions, but, you know, they also all have their own agendas. But it, it is it, it does feel like kind of an inflection point is is uh, is coming up soon. I'm I'm just a, to talk very generally. about. Yeah, that. I, I think it's there's been a lot of shift in the industry and this isn't an industry podcast like well, I'm not I'm not here to tell you how it goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not. Hayes and Sean over here, okay, over the Hollywood handbook. But I will say that there's been a big shift in the industry, which I think is also reflected in the games industry. It's like a broad spectrum shift that has happened over the last decade, where, as you said, Nick, we're renting our content, we're subscribing to content, and there aren't a lot of protections uh, for the workers in those content delivery services. So everybody's about to go on strike on all sides and be like, I want more money. I want more rights. And we'll see what happens. I'm I'm looking forward to having the summer off when I can stream <laughs> Fortnite. <Yeah. laughs> and you know, if you like if you would like to be somebody who I think if you subscribe to the Patreon, you own that. Like I think you can download an MP3. Yeah, you can download it. That's yeah. yours. You can yeah. do that at patreon.com slash get played, baby. You can da- but then it's also like it feels like every, you know, you have to have the foresight to anticipate something being taken away from you yeah. to be like, I am going to go to the trouble of storing this locally because at some point in the future, this platform could be sold off to this other platform. And then the new owner could decide, well, all this other content, I want to license the rights of to something else. So yeah. it's it's like it's just it's it requires you to be proactive, which is fucking annoying. Our library of content here on Get Played will someday go away. Yeah, just. Prep yourself for it. Get get take the entire library, every episode we've ever released except one, and put it up on <laughs> torrent. <laughs> yeah, or burn it to a CD. Yeah, there you go. And then listen to it on a nice long road trip. That's the right approach. You could put like two episodes on a CD, probably. How much How big is one of these? How big is a is a final MP? Well, I don't know. Podcast? Usually I feel like they leave a lot of room left on an, on a CD in general. A CD, what, nine tracks, ten tracks, they're about 30 minutes? Yeah. Sometimes we're going an hour and a half, almost two hours on these fuckers. That's true. And but I I'm just I'm just trying to think of like compression and such. Cause it's like a little well, I don't know. I don't I don't know if how if this is more compressed than a, a an audio track on a CD. Hey, may you, I may I recommend mini disc as a solution? Oh yeah, there you go. Mini disc, uh there's a uh a a mini disc club that I'm trying to get into because one of their first releases is going to be the soundtrack to Sonic Mania. Wow. And I'm like, fuck, that is, I mean, that is a bullseye on a Venn diagram of my overlapping interests. Wow. Sonic on mini disc. Let's fucking go. I love that. 
uh, I heard that when mini disc, because if you think back of the time when mini disc was like on the scene, uh, and when they when Sony was pushing the platform, Austin Powers was very big. You, I fucking knew it. And I heard they were trying to get Doctor Evil to do to be the spokesperson. Um, I'm so mad that I didn't say it. And they shot. They actually shot an ad. You can find it. You know, like it's not it's not on YouTube, but you can find it on like uh, Daily Motion or whatever. Yeah, uh, and it's an ad where Doctor Doctor Evil says, uh, "I shall call you Mini Disc." <laughs> what can it hold? A million files? <laughs> Scott's like, "No, you fucking idiot! It's a billion files." Yeah, so that look that up, and br- hey, burn that to a disc so you and have it. Zip it. And and he's talking about the files that you could that zip. you can compress. Yeah. onto a mini you disc. Zip it. Just talking Zip through it. the assets of the format. I'm, I'm realizing what's happening is that you guys, like, I was like, why does my dad still talk about Forrest Gump? And it's basically the same thing happening here. Uh-huh. You guys are you guys are talking about Austin Powers like it's a reference, <laughs> like it's a a thing that somebody should say. It yeah. happened. The the hi. <laughs> We're <laughs> waved at by Cody Fisher. There are windows in the studio, and we and our friend Cody Fisher just walked by. That was pretty That's neat. What happened? That How was pretty that? neat. Um, that doesn't happen on Zoom. No, I mean, if it, it did, I mean. She doesn't live far from any of us. She could easily walk by any of our windows at any time. You just never know. I'm on the fucking top floor. Maybe she's in, maybe she's in one of those it's Chinese like, spy balloons. She it's can like do a, it. like a Junji Ito moment. Yeah. <laughs> she just, just like walks out. right yeah. by. Hey, and quick reminder before we get into the episode, this month's We Play, You Play is GoldenEye007 coming next Monday, February 27th. So check that out. Uh, Guys, I'm excited to talk about today's topic. But before we do, we always sort of chat about what we've been playing, right? We do do that. That's right. So So why don't we? Is it my turn? Oh, wow. Wow. Am I here? Am I peeking? I think, you know what? I, I'll sort it out. I'll sort it out later. Okay, okay great. Hey, everybody, it's me, the Resident Evil Merchant. I'm glad you were conscious of peaking. Oh, I'm not conscious. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's a, one of those things that's easier to fix during the record than in post. In post, it's always going to, you know, mm. clip a little bit. I've got a favorite post. I urinate on it. So mm. you mean like a, po- like a, like a street lamp or a yeah. telephone pole? Got it. Hi everybody! If this is your first, if this is your first uh, exposure to the podcast, then uh, I'd like to introduce myself. I am the Resident Evil Merchant, known for saying in the game, "What are you buying?" But here on the show, I say, "What are you playing?" And also, my catchphrase is co-opted by IGN. Those sons of bitches! Not a <laughs> single drop of residuals. I'm going on strike. Oh, but you're going on strike. That's right. I'm only going to appear on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. You can, t- if you're going to go on strike, I think to honor the picket line, you probably shouldn't appear on this show as, you know, just to, in the spirit of your protest. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to scab myself. I, I just don't, you know, I'm, don't go ahead and do that. I think just go ahead, take some time off, you know, focus on 
trying to advocate for your fellow workers. I don't that you don't need to come. I'm, what I'm saying is like it's fine for you to not to come in here for a few months. You know, I, tr- I tried to get a new job. Uh-huh. I was I was teaching yoga classes, as we know from last week. That's right. Was told to never come back. It seemed like you did not actually get, like, you were not appointed to that position. You just kind of took that position. You just kind of took a class over. They were upset that I made everybody drink Orange Crush. Yeah, that's pretty at odds with with yeah, wellness. They're not drinking soda. No. I would have been stoked. I love soda. Well, you should have come to class. I guess I should have. Where been. were you, Mad Abadaka? I wasn't. I simply wasn't there. And what are you playing? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I'm playing. I'm playing a lot of things right now. You know, I, I do this. This is exactly what I do. Yes. Right. Where I'll start playing a game, and then I'll think about something and be like, oh, I kind of want to play that a little bit. So that's just been happening. I've been bouncing between many a title. Um, last week, Nick, you said. That you impulse bought uh, the Switch OLED. Yes. Oof. And then not two days later, what am I doing? I'm taking my little ass over to GameStop. I'm a two-switch household. Yeah. You know, I have the analog pocket. I have the Steam Deck. I have all the other consoles. I'm thinking to myself, do I need two switches? Do I need two switches or do Mm. I just want one really nice one? Right. So I took him to GameStop, and I traded him in, and I got myself the Switch OLED. Only had to pay the difference, and boy, this thing's fucking nice. It's so it's really nice. Beautiful. It's really I nice. Hate, it's not. I hate how nice it is. It's not better. No, it's like not a it's more, not more powerful, powerful system. It should be, but it's not. It's nice. It does have. It does feel sturdier somehow. And I it's, don't. It's a lot sturdier. I think part of it is just that it weighs more. Yes. It actually feels more substantial. And I think over time. The Joy-Cons felt like they were getting a little loose maybe on mine because I've just had it since, like, launch, basically. On your, on your, your, your Switch Lite? On my, on my Switch, on my Switch, uh... Your Switch Heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah, on my Switch Heavy. And I, 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 I took it over to GameStop, got the full amount for both, which I was kind of surprised by. I gave them a nice little wipe down, you know, get, got it nice and ready for the show floor. Sure. And, uh, they didn't check the Joy-Cons. Those guys drift. Those guys drift like crazy, so yeah. sorry to whoever buys that. Um, but my man Jesse over at GameStop was a saint, this guy. He was unreal. He was so helpful because I needed to transfer some files over. Um, my four Pokemon games and, um, and Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. and Because the, they don't use the, 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 the cloud for their saves. Right. Right. Uh, for a why reason they, that I don't really understand. Why would they do that? Yeah. Why would they make things convenient for their biggest problem? No. Nintendo loves inconsistency. <laughs> yes. Like, even if you could, like, somehow only, like, update or, you know, if they only let it, you do it, like, once a month or something. Like, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Um, but they don't let you use the cloud. So I had to sort of, like, not beg. I was prepared to beg. Like, can I just, like, transfer this stuff over to the new switch. So I had to set up the new switch immediately right out of the box. It needs a system update. Of course. Yeah. They don't let you use their Wi-Fi there. Oh boy. So I'm doing it on a hotspot on my phone and it says it's going to take like 70 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long time. I was like, I can't fucking stay here. Like I was like, I don't, I don't want to be in the way. And the guy was, and Jesse was like, well, how far do you live? And the truth is I don't live that far away. I don't live close enough to come back. Yeah. But 
He was like, go home, download. It'll be faster on your home internet. And then just come back. So I was like, okay. I did that. And he was right. I was at home for like three minutes. If that. Incredible. Turned back around, went over there, did the transfer, which did take some doing because did I forget to download the Animal Crossing tool on the new Switch? Yes. Did I take the SD card out of the one that had it on the Switch Lite? Yes. So I had to download it on both, which took about 10 minutes total. And then transferring all of them took some doing too because the the hotspot was going in and out. But I got all my saves. My island is safe. Dom is still there. Wow. Wow. He's still there. My ride or die, my day one. (laughs) When I when I when I got my OLED switch, I left my island behind. Because I was like, what is the point of this? Mm. I I just thought. I haven't I haven't opened this island since January 1st, 2021. Mm-hmm. So like I was like, Happy New Year. Mm, I th- which also was my that was my like resolution was I have to stop playing this game. Wow. <laughs> A resolution that I imagine I will be uh, executing again this December 31st. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I left my island behind and. There's a little bit, I feel a little like I left the teddy bear in the trash. Yeah, it's, I sort of felt like it was going to be like I was God and I was just going to wipe out Earth. <laughs> like, I was uh-huh. like oh, this is done. Mm. I'm done with this. But I, because I haven't played Animal Crossing in months. Yeah. And even in those Pokemon games, I'm like, I'm not going to replay this right. anytime soon. But my guys are there. Yeah, your guys. And I needed to save my guys. Your, your, your men. My men. Yeah. And I only have a, you can have a gendered team and I only have a male team. Wow. Why? Why? Uh, I mean, okay. Just be, no, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) No, my men. Uh, But yeah, that's what I, I, so I've been playing, I've been playing on my Switch. I'm I'm still on the last level of Metroid Dread. And the remaster of Metroid Prime came out. So I've been trying to knock out Dread just as a, so I could say I did it. But I also picked up uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land again. Yeah, and I hadn't so played fun. that in a while. It's perfect. It's so fun. He's so cute. You forgot about the Forgotten Land. I forgot about the Forgotten now Land. Now you've remembered, and uh, you, all, uh, God bless you for it, because that, that game's great. It was a fucking banger. It's so fun. That was almost on my my year-end best-of list. Wow. It, and it was it was one of those ones where it came out pretty early, I think, mm-hmm. in 2022. I think so. And so by the time, you know, but, but I think by year's end, if you were thinking back on the games of the year, it's like, oh, it was fucking great. I just got to the midpoint where my little guy got taken. Oh boy, yeah. So now I'm 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 on a mad dash to finish this thing. Yeah. So I'll probably finish that before the I get the physical copy of Metroid Prime Remastered. But anyway, uh who wants to go next? Uh I'll go ahead a little bit. Great. I'll talk I'll talk on my end. Nick, what are you playing? Thank you, Resident Evil Merchant. By the way, we're talking remasters today. Again, you know, and I know it's a sensitive subject. But... You ever remasturbated? <laughs> Was not where I was going. I was saying there was a Resident Evil 4 remaster that's coming out very soon. Obviously, that's the game that gave you your It's career. just, it's just, you do the exact same motions in uh-huh. reverse. Okay. Never mind. Just trying to include you in the conversation. and <laughs> We'll just move on. Uh, I have two, th- two, two updates. It feels like you're falling. <laughs> Christ. A good friend of mine who I used to work with in game development, uh, I won't say his name because he does not like being doxxed on the podcast, but the 
he is a he he finally got around to beating Elden Ring and we were talking about it and he was just like you know, he used to, you know just like hey what was your build what what ending did you get all that stuff um and he was like you know what I don't like the dung eater I I hate that guy wow and I was kind of like yeah man you're not Fuck the dung eater. That guy's wow. disgusting. He's loathsome. He's the, that's what I was going to say. Is like, And it should have been a, a, a clue when the opening cinematic is like, the loathsome dung eater. It's like so declarative. I finished that game in that man's armor. Yeah. <laughs> the game goes out of its way to be like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Full dung armor. Two, the two giant swords. Yeah. That's how I finish. The ending cinematic is the dung eater in my belt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just hadn't thought about the dung eater in a while. Uh, and, and there you go. Good bit. man also out of a job. Oh, you like the dung eater. Love friend, him. You get along famously with the dung eater. Love him. Sense, yeah. Love, remember, he's an actor. Do you consider him loathsome? Mm, I mean, it's his title. <laughs> it's like Mr. Yeah, it's kind of baked into his whole yeah, essence. It's like you know, you'd call you'd call him. Uh, I mean, it's it's akin to doctor. Oh, it's like a title. Yes. It's like an honorific. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the other game I've been playing, Dorf Dung Eater PhD, like that. Got it. Except loathsome. <laughs> I've been playing Dorf Romantic. This is a game that came out last year. That is from a German developer called uh, Tukana Interactive. And this is just impeccable vibes. This game is all just it, it, to to borrow from Triple Click, the great podcast, uh, as I, as we often do here. Uh, Soothecore, the term coined by Kirk Hamilton. It is such a soothing game. So basically, what the gameplay is, I streamed a little bit of this on our Twitch channel. It's a bunch of uh, you know, think of a hexagonal map. Like, you know, like we see on a, on a board game or something uh, or, you know, like a like a turn based strategy game. And Heather's cracking up. <laughs> this, I, I have a related story. OK, great. Do you want to go now or do you... <laughs> the, I was <laughs> I was playing Fortnite with a listener. I yeah. believe his name is Zach. And uh, Zach, shout out to Zach, who uh, we crowned. It's great. Very exciting. And he said, man, Weiger was playing this game on Twitch that is the opposite of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's a great call. I mean, because like I, I pulled I pulled a Steam review and this is recommended. This is by someone who's played it by 11 hours. Uh, Wingardian Leviosa. Uh, and their review says, my Fitbit thought I was taking a nap while I was playing this game. <laughs> and out of 10. It is so relaxing. It is so like just calming. The sound design and and the you know the 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 graphical presentation, uh, everything is just so light and airy and just like you know meditative. And basically, what the gameplay is is that you have a stack of he you you have hexagonal tiles that you are using to build like a map. And so you start off with a few of them. It's got some gaps. And then as you expand it, uh, you have a stack of tiles that come up and they're all just different terrain features. So like, you know, grasslands, uh, fields, um, uh, you know, rivers, train tracks. You know, I love a choo-choo. So that's great. And then so there are rules in terms of you get more points for 
it basically rewards things that are aesthetically pleasing, which is part of its charm. So, you know, you'll get to like, hey, here's a grassland that's got like a few houses. Um, if you can border up a tile that's got grassland and houses on it, like right next to it into the appropriate, you know, edges, then it will you'll get more points and you'll get more tiles and you can continue. I do kind of wish there was a mode other than endless. And maybe there is. Maybe I just haven't unlocked it yet. But it is one where I just kind of like I would like something that was a little bit more of a guided campaign or just like had more discrete objectives so I could feel like I was making progress through something. But then again, maybe that's contrary to the vibes they want to let out. But anyway, I, I've been just like kind of playing it when I'm just like, hey, I got a half hour mm-hmm. just to play something that's going to like relax and put me into a flow state. And I, I, I don't know. I really, really enjoy it. Got it on Steam sale. I imagine it could be something that comes to a, a Game Pass or another service at some point but if you like if you like if you like a, a like a, a tile based game yeah just great tile feel and if you like just something that's just kind of puzzly and calming i, I can't recommend it enough there's a Dorf board romantic. there's a board game version of this oh that's cool i wonder if it predates this or if there's an adaptation of the board game i'm, I'm i mean i'm looking it's the interviews and 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 uh it's not it doesn't look like it's in english uh, but I might, but I might just be looking at a um, a non English website. To, no, it to is see. from a German developer, so I I don't know the genesis of the if, if if it comes from a German board game or something. There's also a Dorf real time strategic conflict game, which is not related to this game. Interesting. Uh, and that's uh that's kind of funny because it if you flip through the screenshots to get to get a sense, and it's a beautiful game. It's gorgeous. Uh, you Very all you'll get like. These pastoral landscapes and these little almost Dutch looking villages. And then you'll also get warfare if you're just clicking through. It's pretty wow. pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, you were saying that it helps you get into a flow state. Uh, when I do that, I just watch a bunch of progressive commercials. <laughs> uh, Heather, what do you play? <laughs> it yeah. sucks that we're all here because you could hear God, Heather not laughing. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It's deeper than silence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this week I saw a, a few complaints on the Discord and on Reddit about my ongoing uh, play of Fortnite. Mm. So I got out uh, God of War for the PS5. And then I put it back down and played Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) You tricked me. So I I fully fully intended, fully intended to play God of War. I love Viking shit. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. Um, But I dipped into Fortnite just to see what was on the store that day. And the whole fucking game has changed. Again. Yeah. And that's why Fortnite is great. It's not just I'm squatting up with listeners or squatting up with my regular squad. Like I'm the fucking game has new weapons and new mechanics this week. So it's not the same game I was playing last week. It's just me talking about the same game arena. Right. This week, there's a ton of heist quests, Mm -hmm. and there's all these new NPCs on the map and all these new bosses and all these new weapons. And there's included in all those new weapons are new mechanics that those weapons unlock. 
And there's new augments, which affect the way your player character interacts with the map and with the weapons and everything else. Um, so I, I was like, oh, shit. Well, I'll give this a try. Ended up fucking like three my my three days of getting to play video games this week. It's hard for me to say I'm going to stop playing the new version of Fortnite and play God of War because I feel like I'm missing out on the fun that I could be having with listeners or with my squad. Yeah. And that's, I know it's tiring and I hear myself and I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but it is so much fun. I went, I went through and said yes to every friend request that I had, because I have to assume that it is people who, who listen to the show. Right. Because why the fuck else would people be adding me on Fortnite? Nobody knows who the fuck I am. Right. So, um, I said yes to everybody and I was squatting up with two listeners and a third unmiked player joined in and we were like hey uh, who are you 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 gotta you want to say hi and they were like a big chipmunk and they couldn't say anything and Mm. they were just dancing to show that they were actively playing i think the the name on the account was marissa and we went in and fucking squatted up with this random stranger and it's that's great what's better than that nothing it's really hard to walk away from Mm -hmm. from real people and also the real possibility of excellent excellent synergistic play with these real people i'm gonna try i'm gonna try i really i love i fucking love viking shit man so i'll do my best but uh this week again to the great disappointment of a few people on discord and reddit (laughs) fucking playing Fortnite. i was hoping when you said that there was heists that Danny Ocean was going to be in the game. Put Danny Ocean in Fortnite. Danny Ocean would be a great addition. I, Put the whole crew in there. I yeah. did get LeBron's wings. Yeah. So LeBron's LeBron, you know, had this big basketball moment in the real world, and so they uh, celebrated that by unlocking a LeBron skin in Fortnite this week. And his wingspan, for those of you who 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 know sports. Uh, with about as much depth as I do, a wingspan is his reference to like his like ability to guard or like the length and width of his arms. Yes, exactly. Right. So he has a back uh, a glider that is just giant angel wings. And the more people you kill with those angel wings, the more gold they become. And I was like, that's a fuck. That's that awesome. So I've been playing as the Terminator with LeBron's angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell uh, y'all that I attended with my friend David Phillips the game where LeBron James broke the all-time scoring wow. record? Yeah, in the you did. You texted arena. us. Uh, I think days after the fact, you kept it. You kept it under wraps. It was but- weird. You 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 did say you were going to try and stop him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Security is pretty tight, like extra tight that game. So, uh, but no, it was it was one of those things where we had gotten tickets like months ago, uh, you know, and it was at the time just a random game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are not like a prestige franchise at the moment. They're a fun young team, uh, at, and then I'm being oh wait wait if we look if we pace out where this is going to go, you see like a week out, like he could break the scoring record this game. Well, let's fucking go and just you know, it was I was in it was unbelievable. Wow, just like what like when you experience one of those moments in person, it's just like oh wow, this is this is truly wild. Did, I observe that. Did your wings unfurl? Um, 
see, here's the thing. I have broken wings. Oh, no. And I tried to fly, but it just doesn't really. Yeah, so they, they were just kind of stayed, stayed in that state. <clears throat> I was like, take these broken wings and learn to fly again. No one was listening. Just like what are you me. talking about? <laughs> Wait, I have we... one wing. You're a one-winged angel? Yeah. yeah, that is a cool thing about you. Yeah, I have one. I hope that they add Final Fantasy skins to Fortnite now that the Final Fantasy Battle Royale has collapsed. It'd be fucking sick. Because I would, fu- I would play a Sephiroth with, like, the alien back bling. Like, think just... The combinations that you get to be, I'm the Terminator with LeBron's wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nonsense. It's it's the the sort of like more is more, just pile all these IP on Fucking, top of each other. It's, and it's great. It is cool. I, I think it's great that you're just like, you know what? This is what I want to play. This is what I we keep playing. This is what I'm going to talk about. Okay, whatever. We, we've, you have a limited time to play games. Play what you want. If you're choosing to play something, you're choosing not to play something else. That's the reality of it. I will say that I have to unplug my PlayStation in order to get work done. Uh, I, Having it yeah. in the room, it's like the, the sound of the desire is so loud that it makes it hard for me to work. Uh, so uh, we have a we have a friend who got really like he just gets super addicted to video games and he got one of those timed safes that he would put his controller in that would just like okay I'm just gonna put this in the safe and I can't Whoa. I just like so I can't I, I I'm not able to play this game Fuck, for when I need to get worked brilliant out. idea well it was and then he got a power drill to disassemble it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Shout out Chris Van Artsdale and I don't know if you want to be wow. on, that, on the show but what? just lock the controller for like a few hours. Yeah. You don't have to like Jesus Christ. No, I think it was like that. I think that was it. I think it was just like well, it's locked for a few hours but fuck, I want to I play Mass Effect right now. Wow. So, this thing's getting drilled. That's intense. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> what the game? No, which is when when I heard the power drill I was like, oh, it's him. Oh, oh, I see. Playing okay. his own game, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about remasters. Uh, this is a little thing we're going to call Remasterpiece Theater because... <laughs> oh, nice little remaster of the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I was thinking about remasters because, you know, the Dead Space remaster just came out. Metroid Prime remaster surprise dropped. Resident Evil 4 remaster is on the horizon. The remasters are just like all the rage. And I think it, there's something to just, you know, it, so many of these games are so playable. Like, 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 like they're kind of reached a point in, in platformers. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in, in 2D gaming, in, in the, in the Super Nintendo Genesis PC engine slash turbo graphics era, Neo Geo, where like they kind of reached their end state. And a lot of the modern games that are like platformers, they're just they're you could see them being on those platforms. You know, you could see them being even something that that as as sophisticated as like a Hollow Knight is like that could have been a Super Nintendo game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it we're we're not that we're at the we're at the end point of 3D development, but I mean like we're at a point where just like a game like Metroid Prime. You can update its control schemes and update its graphics, and it feels like a contemporary game. And I think we're going to go through something similar with Resident Evil 4. People have said this about Dead Space, uh, the remake, which I have not played, but I've heard great things about. Last of Us, obviously, got remastered twice. Yeah. So I, I guess I, it, 
I, I guess my thought, it, my, my first thought as I was going through this is like, when did the idea of a remaster enter the lexicon? Because like some of the, I, I know it's a term that's bigger than video games, but some of the games that were remakes, even that they that had graph, updated graphics and gameplay in years past, I don't think were necessarily referred to as remasters. That feels like that was a term that started to come into common usage in like, Audio, Maybe. right? On like records. Yeah, and it, stuff. no, it comes from. I, I know that it comes from audio, but I mean, in video games, like mm. when did that enter the, uh, the gaming like is, vocabulary? This is maybe not correct. Uh huh. Because there was like the the first Mario, the first Mario game, right on NES. Then comes out in Mario All Stars again. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk about Mario All Stars, but that was one thing I was thinking of. Yeah, that's like one or like I feel like there's like multiple versions of like asteroids too like even like they're like oh here's uh asteroids uh like a, an updated version of it or yeah. whatever on a mo- more modern um for the time uh arcade cabinet board but yeah that's interesting what what, what could even have been the first one well yeah that, that that's just I was, I, and I was looking up and i was trying to do some research and just peripherally and and could not get clarity on when that when we started talking about these games as remastered but it definitely feels like like by the 2010s, that was the kind of the conventional thing. Yeah, for sure. You do it. You do an extensive remake or extensive update, and it's going to be released as a remaster. I, I, I as I was going through this, and I was trying to think of like some of the best ones. I was like, there's so many good ones I haven't played, including games where I love the original version. Like everyone raves about the Resident Evil 2 remake. I don't know if any of you played that. Mm. No, but I've been very interested in it, even as uh, a coward. I, I, I want to play it. Everyone says it's really good. Yeah, I've, I've heard people say it's the best Resident Evil game. And I played Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. It's a cool-ass game. I, I'm, I, so I'm just like, I'm, boy, I kind of want to visit this, this game, but I also like, I don't know, again, like, you know, when, when, when are we going to have time for this? I wish that, here's what I wish, mm-hmm. because my, my relationship with remasters is, is complicated. Like, I was notoriously against the Silent Hill uh, remaster yeah. and kind of bummed out that it existed. And yeah. then was like, ah, the Last of Us remaster is fine. Um, I wish that there was just a way to play the original games as designed side by side with the ones that are remastered. Like, I wish that every one of these releases also included the original version of the game and any unremastered sound effects, any unremastered controls. Mm-hmm. Like, it would just be, it would be, my problem with with remasters is, to me, it signifies inaccessibility of the older version of the title. Sure. Like, it's it's like, well, we, we put this out so we never, ever have to address that, like, you can't play Silent Hill 2 on PS2 without spending an insane amount of money or, like, it's not accessible to you on modern consoles. And yeah. maybe it is on the PlayStation Plus. I don't know. I, I haven't done any research for this episode. But, like, <laughs> that's that for me is the bummer. It's, it's just, like... I wish that you could play the old ones. Mm-hmm. I can, but like I wish a, a a gamer could play the old ones and and get to experience that I wanted to say that the Atari collection that we played for this yes. podcast was an excellent way of contextualizing those old games. Love yes. And it would be really cool if there was like a a greatest hits collection that was like 1997 on the PlayStation and then you got to play those games in context like you like if there were like almost like there's blue note CDs that are like specific to certain years right i i wish that that was a thing that you could get in video games 
I think that's a great observation, and I'll, the, I'll, I'll address the, the 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 bulk of what you said in one second. But yes, archival create a curation like these are things that are just like really missing in the video game space. There's a lot of like fan run communities that are ba- that are you know keeping keeping platforms alive. They're keeping old games alive, but a lot of this stuff is just like requires so many hoops to come jump through on a technical level and. If you want to get something like Scum VM up and running to play some old point and click adventures, like that's a like as accessible as they made that and as amazing as that community is, and how that that's also been incorporated now into you know retail games, it's still like above the pay grade of a lot of people on a technical level, like getting something up and running. And it would be nice if there was the equivalent of like the Criterion Channel. There was like, hey, this is a service that exists, or this is a subscription yeah. that exists, yeah. where you can just play old games. Specifically, it's for that. It's not the. It's not like Nintendo's weird fucking online thing. It's it's like this is something that that, that is a little bit more platform neutral. And is is more emphasizing like, hey, we just want to make sure we keep these things alive so people could experience what they were like in that proper context. That said, some of the best, like I think best versions of remasters have been point and click adventure games by LucasArts. LucasArts has remastered, for instance, the Monkey Island remasters. Mm -hmm. Exactly to to your point, Heather, they essentially have a hotkey where you can toggle between the old graphics and the old UI and the updated one. And so, yeah. like, you can, like, in real time, you can contrast between, okay, this is what it felt like back to actually play this thing, and this is the updated version to kind of, like, give that, you know, yeah. essence of the old, of the old game. The uh, and that's Diablo what, 2 uh, Resurrected does that, too. And also has that. It's the, really cool. Um, Halo Master Chief Collection, too. Yeah, and, and it's not always possible to do that. Obviously, if you're doing something more more extensive, like the Final Fantasy VII remake, it's like that's there's there's not really a one-to-one. Yeah, some of it wouldn't be in that. there. Some, yeah, some of it would not <laughs> just not track at all. But but it, but I I do really like that approach, and I do like think like, yes, when we're thinking about remasters, we absolutely should think about preserving the original. I think it would be point. really hype if, if the Final Fantasy VII remake had, like, in their chapters, uh, would at the chapter break, ask if you would like to experience that same level in the original. And mm. then you just immediately drop in on the original game and see how they like compare would be kind of neat. I don't know. I'd that'd, pay, be, that'd be awesome. I'd pay $400 for that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, did. Any other general thoughts before we just talk about some of our favorite remasters we've experienced? Yeah, I guess it is like it, it's it is interesting, right? Because something with like like the last of us bringing that on modern hardware probably was a decision they made to tie it in with the show yeah like or have it released close mm-hmm. to when the show comes out 100% but you could argue they didn't need to do that they didn't need to like you know cuz it's also oh cuz that's also an interesting point too like is it a remake right cuz it's it's they built it from the ground up that's not necessarily a remaster they like did the whole thing over that i guess if there are still original elements like the voice acting, for example, and like the performance capture. Um, I, I yeah. honestly have no idea if they rebuilt it from the ground up or if they're just they've they upscale they use the existing engine and upscale yeah. all the assets. I didn't I didn't research into how that came about, but 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 you know that was one they 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 remastered. I complained about the Last of Us Part One when we covered it on the podcast because mm-hmm. like why are we dedicating resources to this? Yeah, obviously to your point. Uh, they were correct to do that because that game started selling like fucking hotcakes when the HBO show came out. Actually, I posted this in our Discord. I saw this on on a Reddit on a subreddit. 
but so, like a big box retailer had was selling it with a sign that said, uh, based on the hit TV show. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> <laughs> very funny to think about. But I, like, yeah, no, you go. Oh, I was going to I was going to change topics. So if you want to say more about The Last of Us, go ahead. Uh, I don't even I, I don't even know what I was really going to say. I think it was it was more just like there's like that, there's that difference that you can make. There's like a remaster versus remake sort of thing. But then it's also like if we're just remastering old games, it's to to your point. Why aren't we just putting them out? Like, why aren't they just available on every? Why isn't everything backward compatible? And why aren't we just making new games instead? I I think that there's a a really interesting sort of shadow remaster of mm-hmm. Sonic CD, mm-hmm. and that's that Sonic CD came out and was only playable on the Sega CD, which was a very yeah. very limited uh, user based platform, and it then was re released as part of like Sonic Collection, and when they re released it, they they the it had like an animated cell animated introduction in the game. Yeah. And the limitations of the Sega CD were such that that fr- the frame rate on that animation was garbage. Mm-hmm. Just like 10 frames per second, like really, really choppy. And when it was re-released for, say, GameCube, they re rendered that cell animation. Yeah. So the game started with like a fully gorgeous... 24 frames per second animated intro. Nice. And then additionally to that, there was the original Japanese soundtrack was rewritten in the West because it didn't really demo the CD capabilities of the Mm -hmm. Sega CD. Mm. So when that game was re-released on GameCube, et cetera, uh, it included both soundtracks. And nobody ever said, oh, Sonic CD was remastered. It was just re-released with the intended animation and intended soundtracks yeah. intact, that to me is like the ideal remaster. Yeah. When you said shadow remaster, I thought that they gave him a gun. That'd be fucking sick as hell. What's cooler than Sonic? Sonic with a gun. <laughs> Do you think in the third movie they're gonna like that shadow is I think we're gonna watch a bullet go through James Marsden's fucking skull <laughs> and it's from uh Shadow. Well, I mean like cause Gun violence, like the the language around gun violence and the exposure to gun violence in the United States has changed so much yeah. since Shadow came out. I cannot imagine Shadow the Hedgehog picking up a gun in a family movie. Eat lead, bitch. That's what he's going to say. He's <laughs> <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heather, you mentioned Sega CD. And one of the games I want to talk about was one that I assume you played. Maybe you even played it on Sega CD. But there was a and, and this goes back to, you know, the idea of curation and, you know, a, a, a making things available uh, that that were that would otherwise like be hard to play. There was a company called Working Designs, uh, Rest in Power, but they were around until the, the mid 2000s, the mid aughts. And basically they were entirely focused on uh, bringing, you know, more obscure uh, 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 Japanese, Japanese RPGs, games, yeah. Japanese RPGs to the to you know uh, the Western markets, and one of the games they did, uh, which I really liked and and have never returned to, uh, and uh, 
fucking sold it back to GameStop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lunar Silver Star Story Complete, which was an awesome package. Awesome. And it was a re- it was for PlayStation and for Saturn, and they, it was a remake of a Sega CD, you know, a JRPG that you know, just, most people just like never fucking even had access to the hardware to play. I'm pretty sure I have it on Sega CD and on Saturn. Of course you do. Uh, it Lunar is an incredible game. Yes. And... I mean, it may not be incredible now, but if it was released as like an indie game, you'd be like, holy shit, have you played Lunar? 100%. It's fully voice acted in the re-release, but had limited voice acting in the Sega CD version uh, and had like a fully animated audio like song that started the game. And as a child, you're like, wow. Yes, right. (laughs) My television is singing. (laughs) Yeah, it was a that that was a, that was a really cool package, and and you know just in terms of like both expanding the platforms it's available for, and you know like this is like hey this is the game, but this is just like a better looking more functional version of this game that you know I think they also updated a lot of the animations, but yeah I don't know I don't know if there's a space I don't know if there's similar companies to working designs that are out there now that like focus on this sort of thing. Uh, that focus on just like kind of like elevating things or or contextualizing things um, that are a little bit more obscure. But but that was a they had a run there where they were making a lot of of really cool shit, and that was one that would that stood out in like the pre remasters era. Although that basically was a pretty extensive remaster. Uh, also in that era, the uh, you know Super Mario All Stars, Matt already mentioned, but that one is just like yeah. such a fucking awesome package, and it plays just like the uh, you know they, they it's the same gameplay as the original you know super mario brothers one two uh and three and what the fuck else is mario brothers on that package i think so i think it is yeah i can't believe as long as we're talking nintendo titles i can't fucking believe that wind waker is not on switch it's It's, wild it's on wii u (laughs) the hd remake of wind waker yes which is gorgeous it oh all timer great soundtrack excellent Mm. like you like flow state and like Smoothcore? Was that what you called it? Uh, Soothcore is Sooth for Hamilton's term. Soothcore. We'll call it Smoothcore. Yeah, Smoothcore. Get Play's got a different, we get, we're a different vibe here. Uh, <laughs> but this, it like sailing in that game was so nice, mm-hmm. so relaxing. And I'm shocked that the only way that I can play it is to pull out my Wii U. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What the fuck? <laughs> I've never played it, so yeah, I I, I would love it to be. Uh, eh. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. It, <laughs> if like the way Nintendo does things, not to you know be bashing Nintendo again, but uh, and it's not even I'm, I'm not even bashing them. It's more that if they want to really separate themselves and be the, they don't necessarily want to be keeping up with the Joneses in, in terms of hardware. They could at least be like making all of their software available. I, it would be so interesting I if think, they were the ones that did it. I think they are on the DL doing the Star Wars model mm-hmm. because I think that the problem that like the reason that everybody on Earth went to see the Phantom Menace was that it had been so long since you had seen Star Wars yeah. sure. that even though Phantom Menace sucked, you were like, I'm going to see it again because it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I feel like let's not say anything we can't take back the <laughs> the the way that we that Nintendo releases these games is the Lucasfilm or 
old Disney model where it's like these movies would disappear for like 10, 11 years. Yeah. And people would build up this nostalgia well for them. And then when they drop again, it's like, fuck, I'm going to buy Super Mario 64 for the fourth fucking time. I mm-hmm. can't believe how many times I've rebought that game. It might just be three times. But still, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of well, times. a lot of times. And then, like, Nintendo puts out this Metroid Prime remaster, yeah. right? After um, announcing Metroid Prime 4 several years ago, and then a couple of years ago still, starting over completely. So they're like, uh, uh, here's here's some Metroid Prime news. Uh, here's the first one. Well, <laughs> yeah. It looks nice. And that's also the kind of thing of just, you know... With knowing Nintendo, they they might just not ever release the remasters of two and three. No, they might yeah, just be yeah. like, yeah, just Metroid Prime One is remastered. That's it. The other two, yeah, find a fucking GameCube. Yeah, insane. Yeah, I don't. Uh, ha- I don't have to go very far to find a GameCube. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't either. I, I just I walk across one. the room. I don't. Yeah, but I, it's just a pain in the ass. And and again, it's inaccessible for a lot of consumers. That's yeah. true. Um, does someone else? Uh, someone else go? Someone else a, a, a remaster you like? So okay, you want to go? You go. Go. You go. Okay. I mean, we talked about it on this very show. We did a whole episode about it. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, I would count that as a remaster Fucking because great it's like the same, they use the same engine as uh, the original. So it plays, it has exactly what the newer entries in that series had been missing, which is it It feels like how it's supposed to feel when you're playing it. It, it, it retains a lot of the soundtrack. I guess it has some new elements to the soundtrack as well. Uh, new skaters, of course, and uh, skaters that look... Uh, their <laughs> their age, um, but it's that to me it was like this is exactly what you want because it it feels like you're playing the old game. Yeah, it just looks better, but it looks how you thought it looked too. Like you know what I mean? Like it is sort of like oh, I don't know. Like back in the day, I wasn't ever like this doesn't look anything like Tony Hawk. I was like wow, it's Tony Hawk, and he was like a fucking uh like <laughs> gray polygon. Um, but that that's a that's a great package to me. Um. Pokemon does this as well. Um, Pokemon will go a couple of new generations and then be like, here's Pokemon Fire Red, which is like, it'll be like a remaster of the game for the current hardware. So it'll be for the Game Boy Advance. They did a great version of this for Pokemon Gold and Silver on the DS, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. And those, by a lot of Pokemon fans' account, are two of the best Pokemon games, period. Because it has... It has the spirit of those, and always, you know, we played those on the show, and those are like, those are all time Pokemon games. Those yeah. are like, that's the gold standard. Excellent. And silver standard. Um, <laughs> but like, it has new elements to it too, where like you have like a guy walking around with you. Yeah. You can pick who you want walking around with you and stuff. And it just it feels really, really great. That's, that's an all timer for me as well. Um, when they re released, or when they released, um, the Crash Insane trilogy and Crash Team Racing. Oh, yeah. Um, that I would count that as a like a graphical remaster because it, that sort of has the Tony Hawk effect where it feels like those original games. Um, but I was more into the Crash Team Racing one for some reason. I never finished like I got the insane trilogy and played mm-hmm. through some of them. But Crash Team Racing was my Mario Kart because I didn't have Mario Kart when I was right. a kid. So mm-hmm. that, that that game was I love that game. There's a an episode of Friends. Here's a timestamp where Chandler is playing Crash Team Racing. That's right. I remember this. It's yeah, fucking cool. I was like, wow, I'm just like Chandler. He's just like me for real. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the game I'm about to talk about, Ooh. where uh, Adam Sandler played the game in the movie. In the movie Rain Over Me. 
Oh yeah, the nine eleven movie. Yeah, <laughs> he he played Shadow of the Colossus. Oh wow! In Rain Over Me, and it was like basically a plot point because it was about this this taking down these giant things. Yeah, and them collapsing and the melancholy that it leaves you with. So it was like it's sort of braided into the plot, and that's wild because if you were just a regular person watching that movie. You wouldn't understand what he was doing on the screen or why it mattered. Right. Um, But Shadow of the Colossus, which came out in 2005, was remastered in 2018. Uh, I, again, like all like my relationship with all remasters, a little bit torn on whether or not I love it, because part of the charm of Shadow of the Colossus is the time and place and console that it came out on and the limitations of that console and getting and watching this the PlayStation 2 struggle right. with frame rate on on it it felt to me like these things are so big and this battle is so intense mm-hmm. that it is making it hard for the PlayStation 2 to do its job and all of that was sort of eliminated in the re-release and was sort of like oh here's the intention of the game great okay it's it's not dissimilar to the fact that anytime you time travel in Sonic CD, you had to wait for the CD to start. So you when you <laughs> when you time travel, the screen would freeze and you'd hear and then the next part would load and then it would keep and then the next part of the level would load. Uh, and in the same way, there's, you know, that wasn't the intention of Sonic CD. Right. And, sure. And and the frame rate drops weren't the intention of Shadow of the Colossus. It was just what they were capable of achieving on the PlayStation 2 at that moment in time. So I wish I, again, I think the remaster came with the original version. Mm. I'm almost sure, but I don't remember. It's been a few years. 2018 feels like the other end of time now. <laughs> the that's a, it's it's interesting First off, what like your its presence in rain over me now? What is the comment it's making, paralleling the protagonist of Shadow of the Colossus with like Muhammad Atta? Is that what? Like, it's like... <laughs> no, 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 no. It was it was about grief. It was yes, about okay. how Adam Sandler could not overcome his grief because his wife is dead yes. in rain over me, and the wife wife of the character mm-hmm. in Shadow of the Colossus is also dead. Yeah. And no matter what he tries to achieve in the game, he cannot overcome the death of his wife. Right. And it's destroying him. And so it wasn't... It, and, and then all, additionally, there's the visual of these giant things collapsing over yes. and over and over again, sort of traumatizing the player character. Mm-hmm. So, no, it was not that... It, what they, they weren't they weren't saying what you were just saying. Okay. <laughs> I can't imagine Adam Sandler playing a video game, like a new video game. He must, right? I don't know. If I was just chilling like him all the time, I, I guess I'd be playing some games. Yeah, I'm sure he plays games. Sandler, come like on it. the pod. We're, we're huge fans yeah, of love you here. Oh, we love him. I I love him. The the It's not Al anymore! <laughs> it's, it's Dunk! If he found out that we fucking lo- He must know people love that. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> It's not the loathsome dung eater anymore. <laughs> it's dung. <laughs> I really, the, yeah, I, so kind of in a meta, meta sense, I get what you're saying because it is like when you when you get those late in their lifespan releases of 
console games. I'm sure this is a thing that that will happen less and less as these things all you know became be all the hardware becomes similar and the life cycles get, to keep growing and updates cut, become incremental. But they, like there was that period of like, oh, this is like this is like the kind of last gasp of this hardware generation. This mm-hmm. thing is pushing this pushing this thing to the limits. It almost made it feel grander in scope. That it's just like this. You're you're, you're fucking little. Your 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 PlayStation Two Slim is just like working its fucking ass off just to make this even yeah. achievable. Yeah. You yeah. know, to to have this be, thing be playable like twenty two frames per second or whatever it was. Um, so it's, I, I do kind of get that. And that, like, I, I, and, I, and that also makes me think of like PS1 games, you know, a lot of times, and this even happened when you play, would play PS1 games on PS2 and you could like turn like texture smoothing on uh, the kind of like, you know, spotty blocky textures, um, and, and, you know, the, the, the absence of anti-aliasing that existed on PlayStation one games, like that is kind of its visual charm. And I think that's, you know that that's that's something that people kind of have nostalgia for, and so when these games start, you you look at a game like that that's kind of uh, been upscaled, it starts to feel too clean, and it feels less like what you remember. Um, a, a few a few hit real real quick. We talked about the Metroid Prime remaster, a game I know you played, Matt, as a Metroid Zero Mission. That's right. Which yes. I remember being, maybe I'm remembering this wrong. I remember it being like kind of unevenly received at the time, but I I loved it. I, I yeah. always thought it was it was such a cool way of like, oh, this just this is Metroid One, but this is you know has the gloss uh, and the feel of of like a you know a a sixteen bit you know Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, and they they also did. They remastered Metroid 2 as Metroid Samus Returns for the 3DS, which I also, I think that was the first Metroid game I played. Interesting. I I I haven't played that. I didn't know it was um, not the first. I thought it was just like a new game. And I was like, oh, I'll just get this because it's new. I didn't know it was like Mm. a remake or or, a remaster. Um, But I also never finished that one. And I I, I would like, because I don't think you need the two screens for that game. Just port that over, please. Please, this is a call. This is a remastered episode. This is also a call for ports. We want ports, please. Please give us the Wind Waker. Yes. Well, knowing Nintendo, and this is another game on my list, they'll instead do something like what they did with Donkey Kong Country Returns, which was released on Wii, and then they remastered it for the 3DS. Yes. <laughs> which was, a, it was cool, though. It was like, it was like, a, I, I, I like yeah. that version of it, but it was just like, so like, like, what are we doing here? God, we for, it's hard to remember that the 3DS even existed. Yeah. Like, the Wii U, you remember because it was such a, like, a catastrophe. Like, oh, no, how did they fuck this up following up the Wii? And then the Switch followed that up, and you're like, oh, okay. So what they were trying to do is do the Switch, but they couldn't do it yet. I get it. But the 3DS is just, like, it's a little secret side system. Such a weird sort of outlier that had some really cool games on it, some really cool features. I still, like, don't fully understand how it works. Like, I don't, I don't really get it. The, th- the, the you 3D. mean the 3D effect? Yeah, yeah. It's baff. I love it. It's very cool. Every time I see it, I'm like, wow, that's that's. Yeah, I don't I'm understand. I said shit didn't come out for televisions. Yeah, I don't know. Is there? Are, yeah, I don't know if there's no glasses 3D on fucking TVs. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, another uh, another one that I will I will shout out just that came out last year is is Live Alive. Yeah, and this yeah. is similar to you know that that it, it again makes me think of working designs of just like oh this is a 
this was a game that you just could not even play unless you had a a, a fan translated version at, uh, of the you know the Super Famicom um, ROM. You just you could not play this game, and they they released it, and it's it 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 you know it feels like a modern game. It looks like a modern game, or at least like a, you know like a modern throwback game. Um, and uh, that was a really really cool version of this concept. So yeah, I I I don't know. I I I love stuff being accessible, accessible in the sense of like people are able to play it. Um, wasn't there like a giant Kingdom Hearts remastering collection? I'm glad you brought this up. I was going to bring. <laughs> <laughs> I was just pulling up the names of these in front of me because uh, obviously, like the, you, you have your titles, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Two, but then they they would put them out in uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix and 2.5 Remix. Then there's also um, Re Chain of Memories, which is uh, like a PS2 version of the Game Boy Advance Chain, Chain of Memories game. Then there's um re coded which is um like a mobile game and then for the other remasters of some of the ds games they have 2.8 final chapter prologue and then you can get them all in one there's also there's called there's a package that has was that all on in ps4 one. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's i i remember that compilation coming out and being like this this has to be confusing on purpose. Oh yeah, like it ha- like it must be fun to be like, what are we going to call it? How about two point eight? Just taking it deadly seriously too. I'm glad that uh, Final Fantasy twelve was re released on everything. Uh, I'd also like to shout out the Final Fantasy eight remaster mm. uh, because I think that. Um, the gameplay is intact. Everything is almost exactly the same as the original PlayStation 1 game, but it was clear that they wanted the PlayStation 1 game to look like the remaster does with, like, human faces as opposed to just a, a small pot of pixels mm. on, on somebody's shoulders. It's, it's, I own it. I've played it. I haven't re-beaten it. That's another thing with a lot of these remasters. I get it, and I'm like, "Wow, yeah, all right, okay, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's okay. I think just being able to to access it and appreciate it, and also just like that opens it up for I don't know, maybe someone, maybe a a, a fucking YouTuber goes through and and plays a bunch of it and makes an awesome like lore video or yeah. gameplay video, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or yeah. so you can watch someone stream it or someone writes a great piece about it. I mean, just having it act, having people having access to it, I think is so huge. Uh, I also just you know there there were a bunch of of computer RPGs from the early 2000s, late 90s that were released on the Infinity Engine, which was an isometric engine. Um, some of the, some of these were by BioWare. Uh, but, you know, these are like classic games like Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, Planescape Torment. And uh, they, they did a great job of, of, of enhancing those and just making those available yeah. where you can just like get those on the Steam store. And, and I, I like that they, they were... They were like proactive about doing that. So if you played those games back in the day or if you never played them and want to see what all the fuss was about, yeah, you just have that ability. Same with Another World, which was a PC mm. game released as uh, out of this world for Super NES and G- Sega Genesis. That was remastered and uh, and made available on modern consoles. And it's gorgeous. It's just beautiful. Yeah. The the I, I'm sure our listeners will have a bunch of other remasters that we've missed and and have not touched on. Um, anything else before we we move on? 
Oh, what about that Link's Awakening uh, game oh, for the, yeah, the that was Switch? Gorgeous. That was really great. That was very cool. I didn't finish it, and I never, I didn't have a Game Boy, so I didn't play the original Link's Awakening. But that was one of those ones I remember as a Zelda fan. Everyone was just like, "Oh my god, this one is so good." And I don't know if this is a full remaster or mm-hmm. if it's just a port with uh, additional content, but one of my favorite games, I think, ever, Super Mario 3D World, because that yeah. was on the Wii U, right? Yes. And then they brought it over to Switch. Is that a port? Well, it came out with ba- Bowser's, Bowser's Fury, Fury, which is a like a DLC yeah. edition. It's good. I don't know if it counts, but I love that game. Man, I saw a TikTok the other day that, you know how you can put certain, first off, I always forget that this is possible. You can put certain Xbox games into the Xbox Series X mm-hmm. and it, they'll play. Yes. Because it's like secretly un- unadvertised maybe a little advertised backwards compatible. Yes. But the DLC that is on those discs, which was unlocked via payment, is completely unlocked on the uh, Series X. Oh, cool. So, like, if you're playing Battlefront 2 on the Series X, and this isn't a remaster, but it's tangentially related, you can play as all of the DLC characters because they were included on the fucking disc. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? That's interesting. I love that. I love it, too. Can we talk about D-makes a little bit? Yeah. D- slash D-masters? No. Okay. Uh, so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, th- You know, this is a, to bring up Metroid again, there is a Metroid Prime 2D, uh, you know, D-master. Uh, that was really cool. Again, I, I talked about the PS1 aesthetic, and I really like all the PS1 style D-masters, like the Bloodborne PS1. Uh, but one I want to talk about was uh, Super Smash Land. And this is uh, the original, I believe it was the original Smash Brothers, not Melee, that got remade and it's playable. You can play it in a, in a, in a browser, um, or or at least download it. Uh, and uh, it's it, but it was it's an aesthetic of a Game Boy game. Uh, so Matt, can we play a little bit of this? Yeah, here we go. So yeah, this was originally for Super for Nintendo sixty four, and we're just seeing the arcade mode here. Game Boy graphics and sound. Kirby versus Kirby. Look at this shit. This is so impressive. Obviously, you gotta do things like, you know, simplify some of it. The stage isn't scrolling in the same way that it would on Nintendo 64. Uh, You know, there isn't a 3D camera, but it still is pretty damn impressive. This is the Kirby stage, obviously, if you know the track. The, so anyway. The the sort of... Um, Matt, you can stop the same time. The new, the new tradition of demaking to the original Game Boy. Yeah. Like, we've, we touched on the Disco Elysium demake on this podcast. Yes. And I was stunned at how much work had gone into something that, I don't know, maybe thousands of people have played. Yeah. It's purely a labor of love, but like yeah. I fucking, I like it's so but cool. But I love it too. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome that it exists. What a, what a cool fucking museum piece. And then it also just is like, it just makes me think of the thing of like, people like work, they hate jobs. And because that's a lot of work to fucking, to make this or make the Disco Elysium demaster. Like, that's a lot of labor, but it comes from someone just, like, wanting to do that thing. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily something you can easily monetize. Yeah, if I had the skills... Isn't there even an Elden Ring do you make? There is. I've played it. Yeah. It's like, very hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I had the skills to do those things, I wonder... I, like, it would be really fun to, 
demake a, a Sonic port all the way back to like original Atari or mm. Game Boy. Like to, that, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I don't have those skills. They did. Someone actually got Doom running on an Atari 2600. I saw. Yeah, which is staggering. There's also a, a Zelda demake for the Atari 2600. Oh, where wow. He's like Zelda's just a green square. <laughs> <laughs> but the maps are all the same. It's kind of neat. It's uh, it's yeah, it's it's, it's like the uh, the the game adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Also, you said you said Zelda. I know you meant Link, but people are gamers are fucking pedantic. Wait, what did I say? I you said, said Zelda is just a green square. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I know you meant Link. I meant Link. You know who Link is. I know who Link is. I'm pissed off. <laughs> Link. It, Link is the sword. <laughs> Zelda is the is the shield. And Ganon is the little guy, right? That's the and that's the Triforce collectively. Yeah. Uh, th- any any other any other D masters D makes want to shout out? I haven't really. Uh, I don't, we talked about yeah the two that I've played. I haven't really uh, dug into uh, any, but I'm sure there are there, there must be a whole community of people that just do them. Well, one of the treasures of the analog pocket that we finally got to give to Nick, yes. by placing it in his hands. It's true. Uh, is that you can play these demakes on, like, if you have a ROM cart, mm-hmm. you can play them on the original hardware, whether that's a Game Boy or, like, an updated Game Boy like the Analog yeah. Pocket. Um, and that's just pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's sick. That's fuck. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I have the Disco Elysium one on my um, on my EverDrive, but I haven't, I haven't messed with it too much. Oh, shit. I have the Cave Story cartridge... For Genesis. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Like, that's a that's sort of a D-make. That's sort of like a down-make. Mm-hmm. Or a port. It's a port. But it had to be, to re- a, yeah. it had to be reduced in fidelity in mm-hmm. order to arrive on the Genesis. Which is, speaking of just ports and, like, D-makes, I, I feel like Street Fighter Alpha 3 for the Super Nintendo is a D-make of the arcade. Mm-hmm. And it is a feat of engineering that is staggering to behold. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense that that game is running on a Super Nintendo. That's a, the 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 TMNT the arcade game that they got running on an NES is yeah. similar. Like like I, this is this is unbelievable. They were able to get this working. Uh, the uh, I, I thought we'd touch on real quick, just kind of dream remasters. Anything like hey, this is this game that does not have. You, you you can't really play it in a new version. It's not easy to access. Uh, and the one I think of is a PS1 game, late again, another late in life cycle game um, that I think you could update and it would not quite be the original game. It's maybe not quite enough of a big enough IP to be justified, but Vagrant Story wow. is so fucking cool. And I don't think there's ever been another version of it. I don't think they've ever really updated it. And if they just did a full, full-fledged, you know, I almost said big dicked remaster. Why was that in my? <laughs> why was that in my brain? <laughs> well, Jesus we know Christ. why. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like a full-throated yeah. remaster. We're yeah. gonna, we're gonna fucking just, just really make this look like, look and feel like a modern game, but keep that core story, which is so fascinating. Try to re- replicate that aesthetic and that gameplay, which is all very much its own thing. Yeah. My dream remaster is Bushido Blade for the PlayStation 1. Wow. So uh, this was a game that came out in 1997, 1998, uh, depending on your uh, region. And it was a 3D fighting game where there was a huge open... Um, area that you fought one other person or one other CPU player 
and it had had an injury system. So if you, it, it, many one hit kills in the game because you were just fighting another person with a sword. Yeah. So you would like kill a person with a single hit. Yeah. But if you only hit their arm, then their arm wouldn't work anymore. And then you yeah. have to run around and be like trying to like strike at somebody with your like your weaker arm. <laughs> Fucking it was I was like, fuck, this game is awesome. But no, it has never been remastered. Um, and it's fucking great. I had Bushido Blade, a really fun game. Really like like it, it was kind of similar to, you know, kind of like a Tom Clancy, like Rainbow Six in the sense of like you get shot once in one of those games and you're just dead because mm-hmm. that's like that. Oh, yeah, that's how guns work. You could shoot someone with one bullet. It's not like you're going to get shot with 30 rounds and then be able to take a med kit and, and rehabilitate yourself <laughs> as it is the case in most shooters, even though it makes it more fun. You you could get your legs taken out in Bushido Blade and have to crawl around Whoa, and like yeah. swing on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the main thing I remember is just like you kill you can you hit someone with a sword once and they're just <laughs> dead. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess if you fucking stab someone through the chest. <laughs> that would they probably wouldn't keep fighting. And it's funny that like that have that game coexist kind of at the same time as like you know, Soul Blade and Soul Caliber, where people are just like chopping each other with medieval weapons, but just health bars are going down like a standard fighter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that was a cool ass game. That's a great choice, Heather. That, I, that would also look so beautiful. If, if that fucking looked like Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And, and what and them being able to just like focus on rendering just two characters on screen, they could make that look absolutely gorgeous. I really like the blood effect in Bushido Blade, which was like a sparkler that went off inside somebody's <laughs> head. Like it was just like red, like glitter that came out. It was really cool. I think I remember seeing this like as a kid, like was probably my uncle was playing it. Yeah. Um, Here, I'll hold up an image. It looked like this. Like, <laughs> Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've seen this red glitter. <laughs> I, I would love a remaster of the first four metal gear games. Uh, just because you can't really play them on modern, yeah, um, that's on a modern great consoles. Call. Great call, uh, especially Metal Gear Four, which is locked to the PS3 only. Um, which is, you know, I just think I think games were developed in a very specific way for PlayStation Three. I don't know if people thought this is going to be the final console that has ever made, and said it's very specifically tied to how uh, it would play on the. PlayStation Three, so it, have, it was such a a sorry sorry to yeah, sorry to no. interject. It was such a uniquely weird piece of hardware. Yeah, like it really had no commonalities even with the the PS Two or PS Four. It was like its own thing. Yeah, and it was very hard to very hard to develop for, notoriously hard to develop for, and as such, yeah, a lot of those games are just kind of like locked off. Uh, that those are some. Because, like, obviously Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of my favorite games. I would just love to play, like, a nice-looking version of that, even though when we did it on the show, I played it on my 3DS, and I was like, this is the, be- this is the fucking It's still best. fucking cool. That, that's, <laughs> a, that's an amazing port. <laughs> it's really, really good. I can't believe what they did with, with that one. It's mm-hmm. unreal. Um, but I, I really want... Because um, they did such a great job with um, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee yeah. uh, with the, as a Switch remake of the... Um, or a remaster of the original... Uh, like red, blue, and yellow. I want the same thing, but for gold and silver. Just give me a switch version of gold and silver, but make it look uh, not like shit. Uh, make it look good, because the I was just looking at. I looked at uh, Pokemon Violet on my uh, Switch OLED, and the screen only kind of makes it look worse. Actually, oh, it looks man. it looks bad. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah, 
the the uh, yeah the you're you're absolutely right about the Metal Gear Solid franchise. It's just it's it's just a fucking Konami Kojima thing. Yeah, I wish they could just squash that beef and and also a weird thing with because it's delisted from stores right now because of uh the archival footage of like actual like military things in in the uh in the games. Uh, yes, yeah. it's a really weird weird rights thing. Yeah. All right, it's time for a segment. Wow. Can Nick and Heather guess how long it takes to beat a game without going over? It's game over time. Wow. Game over time. I've compiled some games here, and we're just going main story, okay? These are all sourced from howlongtobeat.com. So we're talking main story. We're not talking about DLC. We're not right. talking about getting 100%, getting a platinum. This is just to complete the main story of these games. So here we go. The first game on, on, on game over time here. Red Dead Redemption Two, main story time. Main story. I, and remind me, are these uh, are these prices right rules? Prices right rules. Okay. Yes. And if you get it uh, on the nose, um, that's fine too. He- Heather Campbell. Heather, thirty five hours. I'm gonna go a little higher, forty eight hours. It goes to Nick. The main story, fifty hours to complete. That's a wow, fucking chunker. That's a, that's that's a, a big boy. Big game. That's a big game. I thought it might be mid fifties wow. for main story. Wow. I know it's pretty substantial. So Nick's on the board with one. Okay. Moving on to the next pick. You know what? Fuck you guys. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's what that's what we're going. That's what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're back in person and we're fighting. <laughs> uh, next game. Cyberpunk 2077. We all played this game. I'll go, I'll go first. I think this is going to be a little bit, even though this is also a, a meaty game, I'm guessing you could speed through this the main you could mainline this a little quicker so i'm going to say this is 26 hours heather ann campbell 25 hours okay and this is tough because it's closest without going over but technically heather's closest at 24 hours to complete wow Uh, well i don't get that point so you don't get the point but you Mm. missed it by that much four yeah a real jack bauer situation i think you also reverse prices righted me there you did because I think if you if you really want to just do the under, you do one hour. That's what I did. No, but you did twenty five hours, so you only win if it's twenty five exactly. What? It's highest without going over, right? So you said twenty six. So I say twenty six. Okay. So I have twenty six and everything above that. If you say twenty five, then you I win. have. If it's exactly twenty five, that's it's what I'm the trying only to win. State. Yeah, okay. all right. So I'm trying to do it. <laughs> Okay. Do we get an extra point for being exact? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Why okay, not? Great. Yeah. All right. So that's what Heather was trying to do. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> Next game. It's come up quite a bit today. Uh-huh. We also played it on the show. Pokemon Gold and Silver. How long to beat the main story? I think, I mean, it was pretty substantial. A lot going on in there. But I wonder what, how people will self-report this. Heather Ann Campbell. Heather. 17 hours. I am going to say, I'm going to go 23 hours. Nick gets another point. 30 hours. 30 hours. It's a fucking huge 30 game. 30 hours. Yeah. That's wild. Fuck, it's, fuck you guys. Okay. It's a big boy. Eat it's shit. huge. It's a big boy. It's a, I, I can't believe how much they fit on that cartridge. Yeah. And how much, how much slower time passes when you're a child to have that, like, I have this Game Boy game. It takes thirty hours to pat to, yeah. to, to beat it. I started playing it, 
And then I had fucking pubes by the time I was done. <laughs> yeah, if you played if you played it every day, if you got an hour to play your Game Boy every day, you'd be playing it for a month, which is an impossible amount of time for a kid. Yes, yeah. I remember getting in trouble, right? And be like, you gotta, gotta you gotta go and time out for five minutes. I'd be like, I'm gonna fucking die in here. <laughs> five minutes? Yeah. What the hell? I, I wish I wish somebody would time out me in Fortnite so that I <laughs> could walk away. Um, here's the next game. So Nick has two points. This is fucked. Portal. I'll go first. Three hours. One hour. Nick gets two points. It's three hours. Wow. Three hours. Wow. So this Nick's Nick's our clear winner here because I only have one more. Unplug my fucking mic. <laughs> I mean, we have to go under the table to do that. Yeah, so I don't actually don't know how to do it. <laughs> it's, it's, everything here is so crazy. Uh, just for fun, let's get this one out there. Great. Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Mm. Heather. Heather. 12 hours. Nick, seven hours. I mean, Nick's really good at this game. This sucks. Seven and a half hours for wow. Miles Morales. I hate you guys. <laughs> so Nick's our winner, and that was Game Overtime. You know, one one thing I'll say is that I feel like anytime I've had, I've contrasted my own play times with people who report on how long to beat, mine has always been a little bit longer. Yeah. So I always feel like you just go a little bit aggressive. Because I think, I think when I replayed Portal, I can't remember when we did our, we did a Portal episode. Did we do a Portal episode? We, we did, did, right? I think like yeah. last year or something. Whenever we did that and I replayed Portal, I was like, to, and I'd played, I'd played it, I'd played it before, so I knew what to do, but it was like, that took me four and a half hours. Yeah. So. I could also see a game like that because it's all puzzles uh-huh. taking somebody like nine hours, like you know, just taking a long time for sure. Yeah, yeah. I like I liked Portal because it's like combat but is puzzles. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. It's pretty close. That's like the one puzzle game that you probably really like. I w- there were a couple times when you actually you used the guns to to hurt things, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I like this part. Dude, this is nice. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's this week's Get Played. It links to our Discord, Twitch, social media in the episode description. Our engineering is by Jordan Duffy, Jordan K. Duffy on Instagram. And also check out our premium show, Get Animated. Heather, we're getting into Blue Lock. We're going to watch Blue Lock. It's an anime about soccer, but it's not really about soccer. It's it's cool. I, I can't believe I'm watching a soccer anime and I'm fucking loving it. It's really cool. I like none of us are, are necessarily fans about soccer. I follow <laughs> basketball, but I don't know yeah, anything about yeah, football. But but this is a couple of Ted Lassos in here. This is soccer like Naruto is about what a ninja actually is. Mm. Like they're just not they're not the things. Or like how Chainsaw Man is about chainsaw. how much it's like being a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a lot about that, though. Yeah. And it is pretty close yeah. from like the research I've done. Uh, that's available on Stitcher Premium or at Patreon.com slash Get Played. And hey, guys, it was nice seeing you in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we all got played today. Wow. Wow. We sure did. 